You're listening to The Whatcom Report, a Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce program in partnership with KGMI. Good morning and welcome to The Whatcom Report, a program of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce in partnership with KGMI News Talk. And today we're going to have a really great conversation on something that is uh, pivotal and foundational to any community, but especially our community, and that's education. So uh, we are having on the show this morning our Bellingham Public Schools uh, Superintendent, Dr. Greg Baker, and I look forward to a robust conversation, learning all of the uh, current issues that are facing the school district, strategies, initiatives, um, many topics across the board. So if you want to listen in, uh, stay tuned, uh, grab your cup of coffee, and we'll return very shortly. Now you can mow, dig, grade, haul, and more with the perfect solution for your property, a Branson tractor. Save your back and your wallet with one of our compact but powerful tractors here at Farmers Equipment Company. Stop by and choose from our full line of Bransons to take on your toughest tasks. With tractors from 19 to 55 horsepower, we have a Branson compact or utility tractor that is perfect for you. Want to use a rotary cutter to tame that tall brush on your property? You can do that. What about snagging a scoop from that pile of gravel to maintain your driveway free of potholes? You can do that too. Branson's six-year warranty along with our factory-trained technicians will make sure your new tractor is always running great. Get the tractor you want and the peace of mind you need at Farmers Equipment Company. To learn more, visit us online at FarmersEquip.com or stop by our locations in Linden or Burlington today. Farmers Equipment Company, serving the Pacific Northwest for over 86 years. Cash in on nostalgia. Barron's historic payback program is back and bigger than ever. Heating, cooling, and more. Save on everything Barron installs. Get $100 towards your new purchase for each year of your equipment's age. That's right. The older the equipment, the more you'll save. So many things get better with age. Unfortunately, your HVAC system isn't one of them. Until now. During Barron's payback program, earn up to $6,000 when you upgrade to a high-efficiency heat pump. Spoiler alert, two lucky customers win free installations, including the customer with the oldest furnace. There's more. The first 10 customer installations snag a $500 Costco shop card. The next four to get a $200 shop card. That's 50 happy folks. Good things come to those who wait, but don't wait too long. Call today. Barron's Payback Program is happening now through January 31st. Barron, your full-service HVAC electrical and plumbing contractor. Our mission, improving lives. No purchase necessary. Visit BarronHeating.com for details. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report, a program of the Chamber in partnership with KGMI News Talk. And I am very excited. Uh, this morning, I am joined with Dr. Greg Baker of Bellingham Public Schools, uh, our amazing superintendent uh, serving the community for Josh. I don't know, but I'm sure we're about to find out. And so as we do with any of our guests on the show, uh, Dr. Baker, just give us a little bit of uh, bio for maybe those people who are new to the community and not heard you before. Sure. Thank you guys for having me this morning. And uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, this is my 14th year as superintendent and time has gone quickly. Um, <laughs> my first few years here, people were convinced you know, I was only going to be here a year or two and uh, 14 years later. Um, and it's been uh, an amazing place to to be. Um, a little on my bio, I grew up in Washington and Spokane, uh, came here to Western for graduate school, went taught up in Alaska. I was a high school English teacher up in Kotzebue, a, an Inupak Eskimo a community in the Arctic. I was a wrestling coach, cross country coach. Came back down to the lower 48 in Spokane Public Schools for eight years. Was a uh, in the student services department of the district office, then an assistant principal and high school principal. Headed off back east to get my doctorate. And then at that time, I had a wife and a couple kids. We moved back to the Northwest and to Portland, Oregon. And I uh, a couple of different positions in that district, but I was the deputy superintendent. And then I got a phone call, a fateful phone call saying, hey, we think you'd be a good fit in Bellingham. Are you interested in applying? And so my wife and three really young kids at the time uh, applied and got offered the position. And so it's been a, now a home and we've raised three kids here and two have graduated and one's still in the district and uh, been an amazing place to, to be. Nice. How's that for a short bio? 
I love it. I, you know, I think I've heard you speak a number of times over the years, and um, I'm not sure I ever visually saw the, you know, the the map in my head and followed around. And it was just like, okay, wow, like it's, you know, a good, robust, strong, um, I would say very regional uh, experience too. And so I think that's probably given you this uh, insight and the opportunity. And again, being Washington native, I think is probably important on many levels. Um, and so thanks for that. And again, thanks for being on the show. And so when we think of, I guess, how we want to launch into the conversation is, how are our schools doing? Um, I mean, I look to you as our expert locally, or one of our experts, because we have a number of superintendents uh, serving the region. Um, how are, let's start with the Bellingham Public School, the district yeah. as a whole. What's the state of the school district in your yeah. kind of perspective? Well, and I, I know you're not talking about at the moment. Right now, we're covered in snow and closed you're down. Right. So yeah, it's struggling. <laughs> but, but but when people hear this, it, you know, things will change. So, the state of affairs uh, for for our school district, um, at a big, at a macro level, is uh, we have an amazing school district, and I think it is strong. And when I look at my colleagues and districts around the country and the state, and compare that to us. Um, it, it gives good perspective of just how fortunate we are as a school district. We have an amazing staff. We have a pipeline, you know, coming from Western and other regional higher ed institutions that gives us high quality people. We have a city that people want to live in. And so we're able to attract overall uh, high quality people. So, you know, an 80%, 85% of our budget, what we do is people. So that's critical to your workforce is. We live in a community that um, overall strongly supports education. You know, even though nobody, you know, is excited about the way our schools are funded with taxes and stuff. I mean, that's never fun to talk about. But mm -hmm. given that's what it is, our community supports education. They they know the value they got. They want their mm -hmm. kids to have a future, their grandkids. And so even though we're always dealing with challenges and such, uh, this community is overall very supportive. Um, it also has a incredible school board. You know, when you watch national politics or even, you know, regional, if you have a dysfunctional school board, it can make it hard to have, um, you know, a system that runs well. And we're fortunate to have five outstanding members that their purpose is to serve this district and this community, and they do an outstanding job. So, you know, I can go on if you want. Big picture, though, the state of affairs is very strong and very healthy district, always dealing with challenges. And we lean in um, all the time to support our kids and our families and our community. Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a really good point. So as a chamber, we are often a relocation tool for people. Maybe you're recruiting a teacher into the area. Maybe any of our employers are recruiting um, staff to the area our strong schools, not just in Bellingham, but specifically Bellingham, is always one of those key drivers in why people want to be here. So I would say yes and to some of that narrative uh, that you mentioned. I think you are correct. This community values education so much so mm -hmm. that we've incorporated in how we talk about learning, right? Mm -hmm. I would say learning is an ethos. So beyond and outside of that K-12 system, learning is so important and beyond any of our educational systems. And so I'm kind of fascinated when we think maybe even a little bit bigger picture of schools in general, because we have employees that are moving here that didn't go through the Bellingham School District. So good schools everywhere are important, right? Because there's that workforce pipeline. And so, um, can you maybe speak a little bit to how schools in general are doing right now in this in this kind of time? Yeah, across the country, more of a national yeah. perspective. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good question, and it's probably um, yeah, it's one of the most challenging times I've seen. Yeah, um, you know, and it's 
if I was to name off the big things, the pandemic, you know, it's mm-hmm. every day it's farther in our rear view mirror, but right. it's still so fresh. And that was for so many sectors, but specifically education, that thing mm-hmm. knocked us on our knees and um, we're still recovering from that in, in so many ways. You got this political context that is overlaying education across our country that, you know, I try to stay out of most of politics. Um, but it has created a real, it's, it's, I think it's damaged public education across our country, mm-hmm. the political narrative and um, nasty conflict. debate. Yeah, yeah, conflict, flat out conflict. So unhealthy conflict. Let's, let's, I think so. Let's you know, I, that way. Yeah. I mean, I, our team is always, we're always dealing with conflict and challenges and we lean in and that's how you can grow. But there's mm-hmm. some unhealthy conflict as well. And yeah. so that's impacting education uh, in a big way. Another factor certainly is um, finance and the economy, just like mm-hmm. many sectors, you know, um, with inflation, you can't do the same thing you did a year ago unless you get more right. resources. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody wants, like I mentioned earlier, no one's excited about paying taxes, but <laughs> To achieve what we expect of all for our, our school systems to achieve for all kids, mm-hmm. you know, it takes continued investment. And I think around the country, you can feel because of the economy, you know, a tiredness of uh, talking about resources, uh, you know, because people are stretched. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and what it just leans back into that learning ethos, right? Is understanding how taxes are raised, how taxes are spent, who pays into which funds and which systems. And uh, for the most part, our education system is almost exclusively funded at the state level, which is different than, let's say, police and fire and other public works. Again, we've mentioned the snow that we've been battling this week. You know, think of public works and their funding processes. Um, it's just really important for all of us to understand that nuance and the systems that and, go and, and I just add that you're right that the in our state, the state is supposed to fully fund education. That McClurry decision said, you know, our state constitutions is one of the strongest in the country. And it says the state of Washington's paramount duty is to fully fund public education. And we mm-hmm. actually get about two thirds of our budget now from the state versus should be close to 100. So it's local yeah. property taxes. Um, the federal government right. plays a role, local philanthropy, um, but we're we're not fulfilling the state constitution um, and, and the state's been sued because of it. Totally. And I think that's an important narrative on, you know, why does our why do our school districts have to continuously come back and ask for bonds and levies and yep. grants and again, philanthropy, a whole nother thing. But we are yep. to our first break. Um, when we come back, I want to start talking about. Um, I guess the strategy that's been in place for a number of years now, the Bellingham Promise. So stay tuned and we're going to continue the conversation. Honey, look what I brought home. Not a cat. You know I'm allergic. Well, you know what they say. When the cat's away, the mice will play. <laughs> Why didn't you just call Biobug? Have you had enough of playing cat and mouse? Biobug Pest Management is here to help. Whether you have rats or mice in your business, residence, or commercial building, Biobug is committed to providing a solution that's right for you. To learn more and get your free quote, visit Biobug.com. Biobug Pest Management. Service you trust, experience you expect. Now hiring service When you order food for work on EasyCater.com, we've got your back with 24-7 support to make sure everything goes right. Confirming with the restaurant, guiding drivers when they need delivery instructions, making sure the food arrives on time and is ordered. But if there's a problem... Thanks for calling EasyCater. Call us anytime, day or night, and we'll answer in seconds. Because food for work has to work. And we're right here to make sure it does. 100,000 restaurants, one platform. Order 24-7 at EasyCater.com. Your pet isn't just a pet. They're part of your family. Most of the pet food on the market is cooked at high temperatures, which kills nutrients. A scoop of Dynavite is a three-in-one daily supplement, adding back key nutrients to your pup's health. Try Dynavite for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Learn more at D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com slash radio. That's Dynavite.com slash radio. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. 
KGMI Connects with Joe Tian is about our community and you. Hey, I, I want to uh, agree with the uh, with what Michelle said as far as you uh, listening very good to everybody and being open to every conversation, which is, I think, why so many people call. Join us each weekday at 4 p.m. for KGMI Connects. God bless you, Joe, for what you're doing, and, and we're glad to have you out there. On KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. The opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of KGMI or the Cascade Radio Group. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. I'm your host, Guy Trigrasso, President and CEO of the Bellingham Regional Chamber of Commerce. Uh, the show is a program of the Chamber, a partnership with KGMI News Talk Radio. And we're here with Dr. Greg Baker of Bellingham Public Schools. Um, really, I still feel like launching into the conversation. And so in the last segment, I teased uh, this. I think it's a strategic plan. And correct me if I'm wrong, but it's called the Bellingham Promise. And I'm always surprised about the number of people that aren't aware of it. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, when I became superintendent here, uh, the district strategic plan had just ended. And it's pretty common for school districts and a lot of organizations to like build a three to five year plan. You pull together a committee, you build it, you might have a binder and it gets put on a shelf and you hope, you know, you make some progress. And. Um, when when I got here, we took a little bit different approach, and we took a we did a big investment in engaging our entire staff and community and students around the future of our district, the vision, the mission, the core values, what drives us, um, the outcomes, and how we're going to get there. And we really went deep. Um, and it took a couple years to develop the first draft of the Bellingham Promise, and every year we review it and we engage our community and our kids, and we we refine it as needed. But it's now, you know, 14 years or so of development and implementation that really guides our district. And it's mm-hmm. um, a very, you know, it's a, it's a one page framework. There's a whole lot of work behind it, but we've tried yeah. to simplify where people can see at a high level the things that I just said, um, you know, what the values and the, the mission and our core values. There's probably a big part of that. Um, well, there's so many pieces to it. Right. It's unusual to have a document, a strategic framework or plan that has lasted this long. And right. is, you know, you're right. There's a lot of people if they're not connected to schools, maybe they haven't heard about it. Right. On the flip side, I'm surprised every day at how deep it is within our city and you know organization. Mm-hmm. And I, it gets referenced daily to me, whether it's somebody excited about something or somebody even upset and saying, "Hey." I don't like that decision you made. The promise says you should do this. How come you aren't? Like it's held, right. you know, very, it guides us authentically and people know that. Well, and that's why, you know, like, can you call it a strategy? Because it's not that traditional here, to your point, here are our goals over the next three to five years. Like it's this, it's much more to me, like as someone that's in, you know, integrated in a lot of organizations, mm-hmm. you, know, you hear uh, mission and maybe even vision it mm-hmm. feels more like a vision toolkit right that's yeah. going to lead over decades yeah and so when you look at that what is what are some of your takeaways and some of the pieces that you're like yep that's important yeah i i'll have more than i can say so i'll try to be quick the first is that i love that we ended up calling it the bellingham promise versus the the strategic plan because it speaks to the heart and our staff, that's what we do every day. And so we've made a promise to this community that we're going to do all we can to serve our kids. Um, so I, that promise is important. Um, in the vision and mission statement, it calls out a community, a collective commitment. So it really articulates that we as a school district can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. And we have so many partners. So that part's powerful. Our core beliefs, the very first core belief is that all children should be loved. And when we built this, that was a tension point for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. Some staff and some people are like, I'm not really comfortable saying I love all my kids. And then we had some staff that said, you know, kindergarten teacher, I love my kids. I tell them that every day. So that one caused some tension. And at the end of the day, it was a group of students that I I meet with a student advisory committee every month. And I told them that we were having challenges with this word love. And they said, you know, we we know when our teachers and the adults in the school district love us when they don't and we think you should keep it in there 
And mm -hmm. once the kids spoke, it stayed in there and it's been one of the most powerful parts of the promise. Mm -hmm. the, the last two pieces I'd say is the next section is around the outcomes. These are 17 characteristics that this community has said. This is the kind of kid we want to have graduate. Right. And, and it's a very whole child approach. And it's not just simple math and reading and writing. It's we want kids with strong character, care about the world, are good communicators. And then the last part is like, how are we going to achieve it? And so we have six key um, strategies that aren't the only things that we do, but we believe that the research supports um, that if we emphasize these six areas, uh, it'll give us a, an increased chance of success in reaching those 17 outcomes. Mm -hmm. And you can think again, for anyone that wants to go uh, dive deep on this, they're certainly the, they are widely available or it is widely available on your website. And we certainly don't want to go through all 17 on the show yeah. today, <laughs> but I would like to talk about one that I have heard a little bit more. And that's this one schoolhouse. Yeah. Am I saying that correct? Yeah. One of our key strategies is called our one schoolhouse strategy. And what is that? Yeah, that, that's a great one. Cause that's one that unless you are in part of the, in it, you're kind of, what does it mean? And it means it can mean a couple different things. The the origin of it came from, um, you know, coming to a district of this size um, with multiple schools. We have 22 schools in our district, and just like a lot of communities, uh, we have a value of neighborhood schools, mm -hmm. and we're divided, you know, uh, in many ways by income and property value. And yep. when you get that, you can have the haves and the have-nots. You can have schools, um, just like school districts, that have a lot of resources and those that don't, and that creates huge inequities. Mm -hmm. What I found is that like an elementary school, if you're a parent of an elementary school, you really care about that school. Like you know the teachers, you care about the third grade, the first grade, the kindergarten, like you can wrap your, your arms around, I care about my school. What the one schoolhouse says is, you know what, we wanna have that same care of your school to all of our schools. And we could actually build one big school in our district instead of 22, one big building, put 11,000 kids in there, and, and, and it would generate a care for everybody at a, at a heightened level. Right. So what we've done is we've separated our one schoolhouse into 22 classrooms across the district. And so to wrap this up, I can go as deep as you want, but we've, the goal has been to have one school and their community care not only about their school, but to the degree possible, care about every other school in the district mm -hmm. because there's inequities that have been formed the way that we enroll our schools and we want people to care about each other. And so um, that's that's really the most important takeaway, I think. And we, we work hard to get resources to the schools that need it and we want other schools to care about the other schools. Yeah, I think the biggest piece for me is someone that, have, that has heard the one schoolhouse model uh, explained over time is it's that kind of how a framework that I use across multiple different perspectives is we're on the same team, right? Yeah, like, and I right. think that's the, in this essence of, especially at like high school athletics and you've got, you know, rivalries and whatnot, like that's fine and dandy, but at the same time, we're all on the same team. And that's, that's why right. I think the, that model and that articulation of that model is so important. And when so, I got, go ahead. I was just going to say, I remember when I moved here and people, uh, we're like, these are the schools you should go to. And these are the schools you shouldn't. And I was like, my, well, one of my goals being superintendent is to change that narrative. And when you move into this community, people say, welcome to this district. You choose the type of neighborhood you want. You're going to have an outstanding school regardless. That's been a driver. Yeah. And I think that's, I think is again, as someone that gets to talk to a lot of new and potential residents, I think, I think we've done that. I think we've done that almost exclusively throughout the entire county through all the school districts, but we've definitely achieved that in Bellamy. So uh, we are to our next break. Uh, stay tuned and we're gonna be right back. Happy birthday to you. 62, 63, 64, Medicare. 
So many of us get hung up on our age, but what we fail to realize, we've been paying for health insurance since we were old enough to work, which means we may actually be getting a raise once we're on Medicare. Sound complicated? Let D&D Insurance help make the complicated task of enrolling for your health insurance a little less complicated. I'm Derek, and my wife Denise and I, along with our amazing staff of family and friends, keep things running here at D&D Insurance. We try to help anyone and everyone navigate this ever-changing world insurance. Whether you're retiring and trying to figure out Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage plans, or you're self-employed and needing a plan for yourself and family, we're here to help. We're located across the street from Industrial Credit Union in the Ferndale Market Center. See you at D&D Insurance, where we try to make the complicated uncomplicated. Wilson's Furniture's winter sale is going on now. Your chance to save store-wide on living, dining, bedroom furniture and mattresses at the best prices of the year. Stop at Wilson's Furniture today. It's Wilson's Furniture's annual winter sale going on now. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. The YMCA is just a starting line. For the true self blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. Why is the before-work hustle an after-school home? A section of my block, a corner to call my own. With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror and everyone belongs. Find your why. Join today at YMCA.org for a better us. CHS Northwest specializes in timely deliveries of warmth, comfort, safety, and savings. CHS Northwest is now delivering propane in your neighborhood. Call today and sign up for a whole new service experience for your propane. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. We don't have the usual traffic jams that they have in the big city, but sometimes things happen to snarl everything up. Depend on KGMI to keep you cruising to your destination with KGMI Traffic Alerts. We'll tell you where the trouble spots are. And if you see problems on the road, give us a call at 360-676-5464 so we can spread the word. KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM, and KGMI.com. Whatcom County and Northwest Washington offer endless beauty, and our phones make it possible for us to capture it instantly. And now KGMI is giving you another way to share your incredible pictures with Whatcom Wanderings. Just go to KGMI.com, look for Whatcom Wanderings, post your photos, and tell us where you took them. So share your pictures of our area's incredible beauty and complexity with Whatcom Wanderings at KGMI.com. Winter is here, and with it comes tracking in dirt and grime on your carpet. Did your floors take a beating over the holidays? Let the professionals at Swans Clean Care and Restoration get that carpet looking new again. Did you know that Swans brings all of the clean water with them in their vans and then hauls away the dirty water when they leave? Then they dispose of it responsibly and in a manner safe for the community and the environment. Schedule your appointment today. For a full list of the services they provide, find them online at swanscarpetcleaning.com. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. Welcome back to the Whatcom Report. We're here with Dr. Greg Baker of the Bellingham Public Schools. Uh, and we've just had a really great dialogue on the, again, I'm going to use the accepted term, the strategy of the Bellingham Promise, even though I think it's a strategy and we're going to take some of that uh, improv narrative. It's more than just that um, ethos, if you will. And so let's talk about uh, success and how do you measure success using some of the interesting aspects to our world that you've mentioned, and there's certainly the funding components, but at the end of the day, just nurturing great humans um, is the underlying fact there. And so what are some of those success metrics that you have to adhere to and then the things that make the Bellingham Promise maybe a little bit different or a little bit and more than that mm -hmm. 
Uh, what yeah. are those success metrics that you look at? How do you how do you look at your team and say, "Yep, we did it." Yeah, well, that's a great question. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot to a lot to that. A couple of things that come to mind is one is the school board um, holds me and our staff very accountable for achieving the Bellingham Promise. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's interested, as you mentioned earlier, you can go to our website and you'll be able to find almost on a monthly basis, we have to give an extensive report to the board about how we're achieving the parts of the Bellingham Promise, mm -hmm. the vision, the mission, the core values, and the 17 outcomes. And so there's a lot of data we collect to try to show that we're making progress. One of the things that I've looked that is important to me is our graduation rates. Mm -hmm. And I'm very proud of how over the time we've increased graduation rates across the board and accelerated um, graduation rates for those that have been farther behind. Um, an example, uh, an example has been our work with our families that English is a second language. We've really leaned in with our family engagement work and seen our graduation rates dramatically increase. Um, our um, Students with um, special that receive special education services, mm -hmm. um, you know that's a we can, that's a data point that's been challenging. And um, I'm proud of a lot of the work that we've done. For example, this community through the support of our bond is going to build a facility out on Whatcom Community College site for our community transitions program, which is 18 to 21 year olds. And we we've invested. Don't graduate after four years. They can stay all the way to 21. So right. the graduation rate actually looks pretty low after four years or five. But if you look after seven, when they, because they stay with us so long, it, it's way higher. So we've worked hard. So graduation rates for me is a very important metric. Um, you know, the standardized tests piece are not to me the paramount uh, <laughs> measurement, but they're one that is easy <laughs> to look at. And so we pay attention to it. But when you look at our reports and those 17 outcomes, what I've been proud of in part is that it's not, we've, we have a really good, we call, this is kind of getting a researchy, but mixed methodology that quantitative yeah. data with numbers is important and qualitative data that's like storytelling is important. So we spent right. a lot of time telling great stories that demonstrate how kids are achieving and mm -hmm. whether that's in videos or story writing. Um, and so we tried to make sure to get a balance of different types of data. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's important also, and I think when I read the Bellingham Promise, like that core statement is, we don't want carbon copies, right? Like we don't want, well, here's our average student, right? Like if we, someone is excelling in STEM, right? Let's facilitate that conversation. If someone is inclined to do something with their hands and maybe it's visual or arts, or maybe it's, um, uh, CTE, right? That's CTE, right? CTE being career technical education, what was once known as shop class, <laughs> yeah. right? For those people that may not know what that acronym is. Um, <clears throat> and so I think it's really important to lean into that nuance of that. And two <laughs> things that we've done that could help promote it, just what you said is, um, and it takes resources. And again, this community is supporting us and we can do this. One is we moved a number of years ago when the state changed their graduation requirements to an eight eight period schedule. It's called a four by eight where kids take four on one day and four the next and they alternate. Mm -hmm. but, but instead of taking like six classes, they can take eight. And that's been able at the high school to open up kids taking all types of classes. Like you just said, career mm -hmm. technical. We have aerospace manufacturing. We have all types of um, art classes, music classes, world lang language. And so kids in, in our high schools, especially, get to explore so much and and um, not get tracked like it used to be in schools when we were younger. You know, very early, you could say you're on a track to go to college and you're on a vocational track. That's no longer our, our meth methodology. It's right. all kids graduate with as many choices mm -hmm. as possible. Right. And if you want to specialize, have at it. That's right. But again, I think good, complete humans. Awesome. Yes. We love that. Yeah. Um, and so I want to talk maybe a little bit of um, a metric, and it certainly impacts you, but I, I don't know how much, if any, control that you have for it. And it's one of the metrics that I am really passionate about, and it's mm. kindergarten readiness. Mm. And so how, 
how does that impact? And what are you seeing, let's say, from a local like kindergarten readiness perspective? Yeah. Well, um, and one of the key strategies of the Bellingham Promise is focusing on early childhood education. Mm -hmm. Our district has been a leader in the state for the past decade and a half. Um, we were the first one of, one of the first districts to decide to use our local levy dollars to support full day kindergarten for all mm -hmm. kids well before the state moved to full day K. We started a number of years ago, promise kindergarten for kids a year before kindergarten that were mm -hmm. needed more support. And uh, it's now all over the state. So we've been a leader in that area and can continue to strive to be. The pandemic certainly uh, hit schools with our youngest kids. Yeah. Um, you know, whether that was kindergartners we had or it was three and four year olds that were at home and the pandemic impacted in different ways. Um, so we've been working hard. We have a lot of early learning before kindergarten in our schools, whether that's Promise K or whether we have partners. We have community co-ops. We have Head Start, yeah. State ECAP. So I, we're just a real believer that in our key strategy, we define early childhood education as prenatal through about third right. grade. So even yeah. though we're a K-12 system, we do all we can to impact before kindergarten because the investment, the return on investment is huge yeah. for the rest of the system. And it's certainly, I mean, those kiddos, those youth, because sometimes they're not kiddos, when they finish are with you for 13 or more years. Too. That's right. And our <clears throat> staff gets that. I remember when we, I had to make the case to invest in early childhood education when I, a while when I first got here. And I remember ha having a, um, a sharing out my entry plan and, and where we're going. And in the auditorium at Bellingham High School, we had staff and we videotaped it. And I, I specifically remember speaking to high school teachers. It was in my head, target audience of, hey, we're going to invest in these three, four, five, six, seven year olds. And you're mm -hmm. not going to see that for a while. Right. But it'll pay off. And they got it and they supported yeah. it. And they, you know, not that life is perfect now, you know, we haven't solved all the problems, but you invest early as a school district and community. It pays off in dividends, not only in high school, but, you know, the broader community. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, I, I don't make any secrets about it, but um, the Healthy Children's Fund, which is a mm -hmm. recent, you know, I think we're just into month 13 of collecting, um, property tax for a um, yeah. essentially child care and emergency response within that framework. So um, yeah, my hope good example of our broader community supporting schools. Yeah, exactly. And so I think one so, of the metrics that I'm really passionate about with that initiative is kindergarten readiness. Like that's yeah. going to be one of the determining factors. Like, is it successful? Yeah. And we have work to do. Um, you know, yeah. we, you and I just listed off a lot of great things, which is great. You know, some states are ahead of us with universal preschool. Mm -hmm. How do we get to more universal child care opportunities? But everything we just said is in that right direction. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and I think for me as a chamber, it's it's a pathway, right? Like it's a it can be not always even though i don't know how you survive in a single income household in our community so that almost leads to believe that everybody in that education system needs to have some pathway to a job to a career um and it's bigger than that and that's what i love about the bellingham promise it's like let's just facilitate and nurture great humans you know who have a really great chance at a career yeah and that's well said so, yeah uh, we are to our next break, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. You've earned your retirement and you're ready to fully embrace it. So why not do it with style at Meadow Greens Retirement? You'll enjoy active, independent living with amenities like the library lounge, wellness program, and expansive social calendar. Indulge in three daily meals made from scratch, get pampered at the on-site salon, and join in for Friday night socials. Meadow Greens is active retirement, the only locally owned retirement facility in the county with one and two bedroom apartments with full kitchens offering the free of eating in or enjoying a meal at the Outward Nine or the Duck Hook Bistro. Meadow Greens can also be of help when it's time to transition from an independent apartment to assisted living. Hi, I'm Josh Howe, director here at Meadow Greens. I'd like to personally invite you to come to our community. 
I look forward to showing you all that we have to offer. Call Meadow Greens today to arrange a private tour at 354-8200 and online at meadowgreenslinden.com. The grass is always greener at Meadow Greens. Do you know a group or individual in our community who work tirelessly to make a difference? Dedicated to Service wants to give them a special shout out on the air. Email the details to dedicated at cascaderadiogroup.com. Brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury. Go see why they were voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. You'll find a beautiful selection of GIA certified and lab-grown diamonds, plus unique custom designs with an in-house jeweler. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's Back Patio. In the shop. And I saw a little headline that says, uh, how much does it cost to replace the Ford F-150 Lightning's battery? I thought, that ought to be interesting. Kurt from Angler, Brian from Dr. John's, and Dan from Bellingham and Burlington Automotive. It cost around, are you ready for this? 30000 bucks. Join them on In the Shop, 9 to 10 a.m. every Saturday on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Welcome back to the second half of the Walkham Report this morning. I'm your host, Dylan Dean Boyle, from Visit Bellingham, Walkham County. Our next guest is a colleague of mine from Visit Bellingham, Walkham County, Justine Malahan. Welcome to the show, Justine. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. It's our pleasure. We're going to talk today about upcoming events in Whatcom County and where to find additional information on those events. But first, it would be great to have listeners get to know you a little bit. Can you set the stage for us? Yeah, sure. I'm the social media coordinator for Visit Bellingham. So I manage our social media accounts and also oversee the event calendar on our website, bellingham.org. You can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Pinterest. Our account is Bellingham Experience on all of these platforms. And our event calendar can be found at bellingham.org backslash events. And I also just wanted to say that I've been going to events around Whatcom County for my entire life. I've always enjoyed keeping up with what's new and encouraging others to support these local events. So I'm just honestly thrilled to be given the opportunity to have a job where I can talk about and support local events. And at the same time, hopefully make others like all of you out there just as excited about upcoming events, activities, and other things that are going on. Supporting where we live is what it's all about. That's great, Justine. That uh, rings so true. Is there anything new coming up soon that people should know about? Actually, yes. Uh, Just next weekend, actually. So the Fire and Story Festival is a completely new event that will be happening around the downtown waterfront in Bellingham. That will run for three nights. January 18th through the 20th from 5 to 8 p.m. Um, Since this event will be new to all of us and we don't really know exactly what to expect, I did some research to try to help us all get prepared. So this will be a, quote, gathering of folk, light, and lore, and its purpose is to bring together various performers who will be performing around different sculpturally designed fire pits Based on the event map, it looks like three fire pits will be set up between Chestnut Street and Granary Avenue in downtown Bellingham. And different performers will be be featured at each fire pit over three nights. It looks like each of these areas will have different themes and names, so like stages at a music festival. All kinds of musicians, poets, dancers, and storytellers are part of the lineup. A community sing-along was also on the lineup. That sounds fun. So making it all even better is the event is free and family friendly. So I just think this all sounds like a very interesting and exciting new addition to the vibrant Bellingham event scene. It's all about embracing winter and making light during these days when we all know the sun sets before or around 5 p.m. And the Pacific Northwest is always known for rainy and cloudy days. And I really like to see a growing movement of embracing these days we have with less light and many would say gloomy. So instead of dreading them, and this mindset has kind of put me in better spirits this year, so more than others in the past. Um, The last thing about this I'll just say is that uh, Paper Whale is producing Fire and Story. So that's the same group that created the Noisy Waters Mural Festival that was held over the summer. And 
the other thing, sorry, <laughs> um, is I'm sure other people are probably wondering this, like I was, is that I double checked and they, it does say that they'll be prepared for our classic Pacific Northwest weather. So rain or shine, this event will go on. It's kind of really, I guess the point of the event, event is to embrace the weather. So they're encouraging coats, umbrellas, things to stay warm. And I can't really quite, you know, think of an event like this that has happened before in Bellingham. So it's exciting to see something new. I very much appreciate that approach. And I do think it's unique to have an outdoor festival during this time of year. Absolutely. In we do obviously have indoor events going on this time of year as well. So what is going on in that area? Uh, there actually are quite a number of local theater productions with shows just in this month in January. There's And it kind of continues into February as well. So the Bellingham Theater Guild will be performing the play Twilight Bowl. That's Thursday through Sunday, starting January 26th and ending on February 11th. Um, for those not aware, I just did a couple of factoids about the Bellingham Theater Guild. So they are a nonprofit volunteer organization that has been producing theater in Bellingham since 1929, which I did not know. And they have performed over 700 productions. And they've also been in their current theater since 1944. Another theater organization that our guest from the Not Bigger Theater brought up was the Bellingham Arts Academy for Youth. So they're also known as Bay. Um, they have several different plays being performed in January and into February. And just to give some more information about Bay, um, since 2006, this organization has been working to make children's lives better through arts education. They work specifically with youths ages 5 to 17 and serve approximately 2,000 children annually throughout Whatcom County. They even provide over $30,000 a year in annual scholarship assistance. One of their productions is running January 19th, 20th, and 21st with their senior students ages 13 to 17. They'll be performing Almost Maine, which sounds like a super charming winter-themed story, perfect for the season. And then on January 26th through the 28th, and again, February 2nd through 4th, their senior students will be performing a musical version of the classic, The Addams Family. So by attending their productions, the extra bonus is you are supporting local arts education. That's great. And Justine, you just touched on musical theater. Is there anything else that people who like music or live music would enjoy? Yeah, sure. Um, also, what came up with the Mount Baker Theater conversation was the Bellingham Symphony Orchestra, which will be at the theater on January 28th at 3 p.m. Every piece on this program is written by a woman from the Baroque and early classical periods. They will be performing Mariana Martinez's Symphony in C Major, which something I found very interesting is that it is the first known symphony written by a female composer. And then into February on the 4th, the Bellingham Chamber Music Society will perform in the Hotel Leo Crystal Ballroom from 3 to 5 p.m. This society began in 2013 with the goal of giving an opportunity to professional chamber musicians to share their music with Bellingham audiences. And yeah, if you just like seeing music in general, so many local spots feature live music on a regular basis including Stone's Throw Brewing in Fairhaven. They have a consistent schedule of performers on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. You can also check out The Shakedown, The Blue Room, Corner Tap House, The Wild Buffalo, just to name some of the options. That's great, Justine. And I know that we're still in early January, but it's never too early to start talking about planning for Valentine's Day. It might seem far away, but our next episode isn't until after that holiday. So what is going on that people can do to celebrate and more importantly, to plan to have a great celebration? Sure. Uh, so Valentine's Day and chocolate go hand in hand, I think for a lot of people. So Fairhaven Village has the right idea by hosting a chocolate walk. This will be the third year and it is going to be Feb on February 10th. From 1 to 5 p.m., you can explore various businesses, hosting stops, and collect 17 unique chocolates. Tickets went on sale Friday, January 12th. This sold out last year, and since we recorded this a little early, it could be sold out again right now. If you're hearing this and really want to go for your sake, I hope it's not quite yet sold out, but I would consider acting fast on getting those tickets. 
And also, similarly, uh, walking around local businesses to explore and try new things, and also happening very close to Valentine's Day is the Spirits and Cider Stroll in downtown Bellingham. This will be February 8th, and tickets also just went on sale for that. You can spend a night exploring downtown while trying out local and regional ciders and spirits. There will be seven tasting rooms around downtown Bellingham. And the downtown Bellingham partnership that produces this event also noted that the tasting locations will be in businesses and buildings with interesting history and experiences for people to enjoy. So that sounds intriguing. And general admission includes 10 tasting tickets and appetizers. And while this isn't really an event, um, another option for sweets, chocolate necessities is always a great stop for treats around Valentine's Day. That's such great information. Thanks, Justine. We will be back after the break talking more about things to do this winter season. Hello, folks. This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and you might know me as the host of The Aging Hour right here on KGMI. I'm excited to share that you can now listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probate, bills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., and we can show you how to set your family up for success. Thinking about buying the most reliable, safest, and most adventurous Outback ever? Check out all the 2024 Subaru Outbacks at Dewey Griffin with financing as low as 1.9% on all these Outbacks. Limited, Touring, Wilderness, Limited XT, and Touring XT trim models. See Dewey for all the details. Plus, when you purchase a Subaru from Dewey, you'll be supporting a local dealership that supports our community. Dewey Griffin Subaru. Community-minded, community-driven, and the only Subaru-certified tire and service center in Whatcom County. I've always gotten tons of UTIs. Cranberry products never worked for me, and I was desperate for a way to be proactive. I'm Jenna Ryan, CEO and founder of Eucora. We've worked with doctors to develop effective urinary tract health products. Just mix a packet of Eucora with water and drink it when you need support, like right after intimacy. Eucora is helping over 100,000 women stay healthy. Ready to join them? Get 30% off at eucora.com radio. That's U-Q-O-R-A dot slash radio. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Oh my gosh, Dr. Beck here. Thank you so much uh, for joining me here on the show this morning. Um, as we kind of conclude the show, I know we talked about a lot of things. We talked about the Millington Promise, and we've talked about all kinds of programming. We talked about the levies that will be on the ballot. Um, so where can people go to find more information about the school district and all of that stuff? Yeah, if you can go to bellinghamschools.org, you can just Google Bellingham Public Schools. Make sure you don't go to the Bellingham schools in uh, Massachusetts, though. Um, so Bellingham Public Schools, uh, Washington, and you'll find the opportunity to, we got a great communications team that works hard on our website and you can, um, everything that we talked about, you should be able to find some piece or, or aspect uh, there. And then I think people would say that they know that I'm pretty uh, um, responsive. And so if somebody has a question or can't find something, they can just email me and I'll either help them or connect them with somebody. Well, awesome. Well, Dr. Baker, again, thank you so much for your great 14 years uh, serving uh, the Bellingham School District, our community at large. And I look forward to continuing to be a partner uh, with you and a number of your staff that I get to engage with a little bit more than I think I engage with you on a regular basis. But uh, again, thanks for being on the show. It's been an honor to be here and I appreciate your support and this community support of, of our school district. Thank you. Awesome, thank you.